Section 44 of the Journals of Robert Falcon Scott Volume 1 by Robert Falcon Scott This is a LibriVox recording. Section 44 The Finding of the Dead by E. L. Atkinson E. L. Atkinson's account of the finding of the dead was first published in John Murray's cheap edition of Scott's Journals in 1923. Eight months afterwards we found the tent. It was an object partially snowed up, and looked like a cairn. Before it were the ski-sticks, and in front of them a bamboo, which probably was the mast of the sledge. The tent was practically on the line of the cairns which we had built in the previous season. It was within a quarter of a mile of the remains of the cairn, which showed as a small hummock beneath the snow. Inside the tent were the bodies of Captain Scott, Dr. Wilson, and Lieutenant Bowers. Wilson and Bowers were found in the attitude of sleep, their sleeping bags closed over their heads, as they would naturally close them. Scott died later. He had thrown back the flaps of his sleeping bag, and opened his coat. The little wallet containing the three notebooks was under his shoulders, and his arm flung across Wilson. They had pitched their tent well, and it had withstood all the blizzards of an exceptionally hard winter. Each man of the expedition recognised the bodies. From Captain Scott's diary I found his reasons for this disaster. When the men had been assembled, I read to them these reasons, the place of death of Petty Officer Evans, and the story of Captain Oates's heroic end. We recovered all their gear— and dug out the sledge with their belongings on it. Amongst these were thirty-five pounds of very important geological specimens which had been collected on the moraines of the Beardmore Glacier. At Dr. Wilson's request they had stuck to these up to the very end, even when disaster stared them in the face, and they knew that the specimens were so much weight added to what they had to pull. When everything had been gathered up, we covered them with the outer tent, and read the burial service. From this time until well into the next day, we started to build a mighty cairn above them. This cairn was finished the next morning, and upon it a rough cross was placed, made from the greater portion of two skis, and on either side were upended two sledges, and they were fixed firmly in the snow, to be an added mark. Between the eastern sledge and the cairn a bamboo was placed, containing a metal cylinder and in this the following record was left. November the 12th, 1912. Latitude 79 degrees, 50 minutes south. This cross and cairn are erected over the bodies of Captain Scott, CVO, RN, Dr. E. A. Wilson, M.B., B.C., Canterbury, and Lieutenant H. R. Bowers, Royal Indian Marine. A slight token to perpetuate their successful and gallant attempt to reach the Pole. This they did on January the 17th, 1912, after the Norwegian expedition had already done so. Inclement weather, with lack of fuel, was the cause of their death. Also to commemorate their two gallant comrades, Captain L. E. G. Oates of the Inniskilling Dragoons, who walked to his death in a blizzard to save his comrades about 18 miles south of this position, 
also of Seaman Edgar Evans, who died at the foot of the Beardmore Glacier. The Lord gave, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This was signed by all members of the party. I decided then to march twenty miles south with the whole of the expedition to try to find the body of Captain Oates. For half that day we proceeded south, as far as possible, along the line of the previous season's march. On one of the old pony walls, which was simply marked by a ridge of the surface of the snow, we found Oates's sleeping-bag, which they had brought along with them after he had left. The next day we proceeded thirteen more miles south, hoping and searching to find his body. When we arrived at the place where he had left them, we saw that there was no chance of doing so. The kindly snow had covered his body, giving him a fitting burial. Here again, as near to the site of the death as we could judge, we built another cairn to his memory, and placed there on a small cross in the following record. Hereabouts died a very gallant gentleman, Captain L. E. G. Oates, of the Inniskilling Dragoons. In March 1912, returning from the Pole, he walked willingly to his death in a blizzard to try and save his comrades, beset by hardships. This note is left by the relief expedition of 1912. It was signed by Cherry and myself. From here I decided to turn back and take, as far as possible, all the stores to Hut Point. I then thought that by any means that lay within our power we would try to reach Lieutenant Campbell and his party. As the sea ice would in all likelihood be impossible, we should probably have to take the route along the plateau, ascending the first fairer glacier, and making our way along the plateau as far as we were able. On the second day we came again to the resting place of the three, and bade them a final farewell. There alone in their greatness they will lie, without change or bodily decay, with the most fitting tomb in the world above them. In the following January, when the Terra Nova returned for the last time to bring the survivors home, those who had taken part in the search for Captain Scott sledged out to Hut Point to erect a cross in memory of him and his companions. This cross, nine feet in height, which was made by Davis of Australian Jarrowwood, now stands on the summit of Observation Hill, overlooking the great ice barrier, and in full view of the Discovery winter quarters. The line chosen from Tennyson's Ulysses was suggested by Cherry Garrod. In memoriam, Captain R. F. Scott, R.N., Dr. E. A. Wilson, Captain L. E. G. Oates, in his skill in dragoons, Lieutenant H. R. Bowers, R.I.M., Petty Officer E. Evans, R.N., who died on their return from the Pole, March 1912. To strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. End of section forty four. End of the journals of Robert Falcon Scott, Volume One by Robert Falcon Scott. Recorded by Steve Goff, in London, March to December two thousand and twenty. During that other Antarctic journey, which was the COVID pandemic.